from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Happy to be here with you this morning on Wednesday, November 15th of 2017. Hard to believe that next week is going to be Thanksgiving, and then we're on a trajectory of holiday celebrations. It's Thanksgiving, then it's Christmas, then it's New Year's, and so on and so forth. It's, uh, it's insane to me that, uh, that we've almost got to Thanksgiving. But, you know, I love this time of year as much as it gets cold outside and as much as it may not be, you know, the perfect weather for all of us. I, I can appreciate and respect, you know, this time because it's the holiday. And from when I was a little kid, I'm so used to that. I'm used to, I'm used to the cool weather and I'm used to, you know, bundling up and, getting a nice, you know, getting a nice movie on, on the television and grabbing the dog and hanging out with the wife and having a good time. So I hope that you're enjoying your life. I hope that you're enjoying the weather and I hope that you're making the most of it. Don't complain about this stuff. Don't complain about this stuff because you got to make the most of your life. So make sure that you enjoy it. You have a good time and, uh, and you give it all you got because that's what it's about here, folks, is giving it all you got and having a good time. So I'm very happy to be here with you on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. On WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. I have something amazing to start off today's show. An amazing story. A story that, I mean, I don't even, I don't even know how to describe it. I really don't. Now, God has been great to me my entire life, and I don't say that in a bragging way, I say that in a very appreciative and nice, and I mean, God has been absolutely great to me, and I want to thank the good Lord for that. I want to thank God for for all the amazing things that, that he has given. So, today... We are beginning with an amazing story that I get to share with you. Now, for those of you that were listening to the show yesterday, you know that I did a broadcast in between flights just standing in the airport. I literally did a broadcast standing in an airport with my travel equipment and all that good stuff. Just did the broadcast right there said, heck yeah, let's do this. Let's make it happen. And so for those of you that listened to it, thank you so much for your support. And I appreciate that. And for those of you that didn't hear it, you can obviously go back and listen to it at any time on the archive on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. Or you can also go to, if you don't want to, if you, uh, there's many places for you to go and listen to this, but the archive on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt has it and the app will have it on the RSS feed on the iTunes store and on Podbean. So make sure you go and listen to that. 
and you can get all of those on wakeupcalldt.com. But let's get into this story because I'm excited to tell it. I'm very excited to tell it. So I do the show in the airport, right? And every and you know, and life is about timing. And I just want to say one more time that God is great all the time. And and life is about timing. So in this notion that life is about timing, I had the opportunity to to do the show and I and I had fun and it was exciting. And then I said to myself, okay, you know what? I'm going to go, because you have to think about the series of events that happened that put me on this trajectory. It's not like I just walked and I bumped into somebody, okay? I got off the plane. I literally turned the live feed on, stood there and did the show for over an hour. Then after I did that, I went to see where my plane was going to be. I went to go see what gate I was at. And then instead of walking to the gate, I was hungry. So I turned in the other direction. I walked up the uh, the hill in to get some food in the airport. Ordered my food, sat down and ate my breakfast. Got up, went to the bathroom, then continued walking, then got to my gate, and there was somebody standing there. So any other time, if I had just gone to my gate, if I had gone to eat somewhere else. If I didn't go to the bathroom, if I didn't do the show. When people say that everything's a coincidence, how could that series of events line me up for this moment by accident? How could it be an accidental meeting? And it wasn't. So I see this person standing there and I said to, and I, I was like, you know what? I got to go over and say hello. I got to go. I got to go say hello. And they were about to get on the phone. I was like, oh darn it. But I was like, whatever. I committed to it. I'll just go over. I'll shake their hand. So they look at me, they're grabbing their phone. They're about to, to get on their phone. And I put my hand out and I said, hello, Mr. Such and such. I appreciate your work. They just want to let you know that. And they shook my hand. They said, thank you so much. And then they were on the phone and I kind of stood there. You know, I was like, I don't, I don't want to be weird. I don't want to be strange. I'm just going to stand here for a second. You know, I'm just going to see if maybe I'll have an opportunity to talk with them when they're off the phone. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to hang here. But you know, if, if they can't, then that's cool. So they're on the phone for about a about a minute or two. And the guy looks at me and he goes, he's like, he's like, I'm sorry. He goes, that was mighty rude of me. He said, how are you? And I said, I'm good. And then we proceeded to start talking about the world of sports. And about, we started to talk about the world of sports. We started to discuss politics. We started to discuss Colin Kaepernick. We started to discuss the flag and, and, you know, the fact that the protest is not about the flag, but it's become about the flag and it's back and forth. And there's so much in it now. And we had this big discussion and, and it was ironically, a lot of the things with that we discussed had to do with what I was talking about that morning on the show. 
So we're discussing a bunch of different things. And then their friend comes up and they said, hey, this is my friend such and such. He said, this is Dan. You know, this is Dan. He introduces me. So he starts talking to his friend and he's and we're in this discussion. And then instead of just trailing me off and being like, I know this guy and I don't know you. He pulled me into that discussion and turned my way and looked at me. And when he's talking to this guy, he's talking to me. And then the three of us are talking. We're all having a conversation. The other guy's like, oh, what do you do for a living? I let him know this, that, and the other. He gives me his email, keep in touch. And then they announce that we're going to be getting on the plane. And uh, and this guy comes over. And the, so the one guy, the friend says, it was nice. It was a pleasure to meet you. It was nice to meet you. The other guy said, Great talking with you. We'll see you on the plane. So I proceed to get on the plane and uh, and see them again. And I keep looking at this guy thinking, I got to be dreaming. This can't be real. And there's more to the story. But inside of the morning menu, proudly presented by the Market Diner on 2100 Park Street in Syracuse, New York, in the regional market across from Destiny, USA, it is time for me to discuss with you who this person was, who this person is. And so it is with great pleasure and thanks to God to let you know that the person that I had the pleasure of meeting and having like a 20 minute or so conversation with is none other than Bob Costas. Bob Costas. Mr. Football, Mr. Olympics, Mr. So Many Things. Bob Costas. And it was such an honor and such an amazing conversation. I mean, we did. We We discussed what's going on in the NFL. We discussed kneeling. We discussed the anthem. We discussed politics and the president. We discussed so many different things. It was like doing a mini show with Bob Costas. And I know people will say, did you tape it? No. Did you take a picture with Bob? No. Because to me, you know, I wanted it to be professional and I wanted it to just be two people talking. You know, he's always on the air. I'm <laughs> 99% of the time on the air as well. So to have a moment to just speak with a person human to human was was a great opportunity. And I really appreciated it. So it's been a whirlwind because Bob Costas was obviously coming into town. So we were both coming into Syracuse and uh, Mike, because Mike Tirico was getting honored. So for those of you that saw the game last night, there was this opportunity for people to, you know, to see Bob Costas and Mike Tirico and Sean McDonough and, and, and so many different people that actually Bayheim just put a picture up of it. 
and it was uh, Beth Mullins, Mike Tirico, Bob Costa, Sean McDonough, all came out as well as as the friend of Bob Costas that I mentioned. That was Sandy Montag, and Sandy Montag is is a, you know he represents a bunch of sports figures, has a has an agency and representation. He represents Tom Coughlin, so he saw you know that I had a, a Jaguar salute to service thing on. And so he was speaking with me on that, and he was like, I love it. And so we started talking. He was very nice as well, and, and I've had the opportunity to speak with Sean McDonough. This is the funny thing. Beth Mullins is the only person that I haven't spoken to yet of these people. I talked to Sandy Montag yesterday, Sean McDonough a few years ago at, a, at one of Bayheim's events. I bumped into Mike Tirico in the Detroit airport when I was in my travels, and Bob Costas, that story. So, But the story's not over. So I go to the game, and I wanted to make sure that, because I hadn't, you know, really discussed with Bob keeping in touch, and I wanted to do that. So I went to the game, and I was like, well, hopefully I see him there, and I'm walking by midcourt, and he's standing there behind, uh, you know, the scorer's table and whatnot, and I patted him on the back. You know, because I told him I would be there and, and he was going to be there. So I pat him on the back and he gave me that finger point. He was like, you. It was, it was, you know, honestly, it was a perfect movie finger point. It was like, there's the guy. So, <laughs> so it was cool. It was nice. Made me feel special. So then, uh, you know, we spoke at halftime and, you know, I wished him a happy Thanksgiving, thanked him. And, and it was amazing to, to, to walk, to shake Bob Costas's hand, to know he's so down to earth and after everything for him to say, I really appreciated our conversation. You know, he said, I really, I enjoyed our conversation today. And I'll be in touch. And that means a lot. So we'll see what happens from here, folks. We'll see where we go from here. But what I can tell you is that it is beyond words for me. And, you know, and, and the thing is... I, <laughs> It's something that you want to just kind of hold. You're gonna. I'm gonna hold in my memory forever. And I, I mean, I really did. I just appreciated it. It was. But and the thing that I love though is that Bob Costas is, you know, he's. It's like a godfather of broadcasting. And, I respect him. I've had people in my life compare me to Bob Costas, and when I hear somebody go, "Hey, when I think of you, I kind of think about," I was like, "Oh my, that's like what's the better? What's a better compliment in the broadcasting world than what is better than that?" I want to be Dan Tortora, but it's a hell of a compliment. It's a hell of a compliment, and it was just nice. It was nice to meet Bob and and to know that he's a nice person, that he's down to earth, right? That was, that was good to know. And it wasn't just a, hi, okay, yeah, okay, get away from me. It was, okay, we're going to talk a little. And then when I thought the conversation might be over, he would bring up another topic. And it was just two broadcasters talking. Two ships passing in the night, folks. Two people that love, that love similar things discussing them. And it was great. And, and to, to be involved and be introduced to Sandy after we had met and then just have this conversation, I just felt like there was some type of imprint that hopefully I left on Bob. And Bob left one on me. So it, it, was, uh, it was an amazing, amazing thing. And I appreciated it so very much. 
So I want to thank I want to thank Bob Costas for his time and Sandy Montag as well. And I just really do. I appreciate it. And uh, I will, uh, you know, I'll be thankful to God for it forever. So thank you. Thank you for listening into that. I mean, it's uh, we got a lot to talk about on today's show. There's a lot of people that are going to be on today's show. We got a whole slew of guests on today's show. But I felt that it was right and, and you know, I had some requests to discuss this. So discuss it, I am. So I want to thank you for tuning in. I mean, I, I really am. I'm, I'm, I'm speechless because I, I got up this morning and I turned the mic on. And I'm like, what am I going to talk about? You know, I was like, what am I, what am I going to say about Bob Costas? You know, it, it was, it was real. It seemed genuine. It was fun, and. I'm 32 years old, and I, I I don't know if there's a bigger broadcaster to me in my life. Stuart Scott would have been the other guy. And I'll meet him in heaven someday. And I hope Stu's watching over me. And that he knows that he was my mentor without even meeting each other. From 10 years old on, Stu... You, you know, you help me roll. You really help me just keep rolling. So I appreciate that. And I appreciate, I just, I don't even know what to say. Yesterday was such an amazing day. And there's so many good things to come out of yesterday. And today's going to be even better. But yesterday, I mean, yeah, the CNY Pop Festival is going to have massive news coming out. The festival that I'm creating with Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, the sports side, Super Powered Pop with Dan Tortora, the entertainment side. The two shows are binding together for a sports and entertainment. It's not a Comic-Con. It's not a sports convention. It's literally both. And and it's a tribute and a festival for food. And it's a tribute and a festival for local business. It is something unlike anything you've ever experienced before in Syracuse, New York, and maybe anywhere. So... I am so honored and excited. So yesterday I got amazing news. So I get up in the morning because I had been I had been covering uh, the game in Jacksonville. I get up in the morning super early, and 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 the lady at the rental car place. I forgot two things in the car. She rem- she came, literally she was like, "What about the?" And she turned around and said, "Do you have everything?" And I was like, oh my God, I forgot my sunglasses. And then she was like, okay, well, are you ready to, you ready? To, and then I went to leave and I hear her saying, sir, and I just bought like an old vintage uh, Star Wars CDs, the set from the first three movies and the actual three. I know they're four through six, but like the first three. So she, she ran over and gave that to me. And I was like, that's great. And my foot had been hurting. It felt better yesterday. So that was good. Then I get through security. I had to return a shirt. It was it cost more than I thought it did. So I got some money back. That was fun. Then I got on the flight. Then I and and I sat with a with a Navy veteran on the first flight and him and I were discussing all different kinds of things. We were discussing the NFL and kneeling and protests and this, that, and the other. We were discussing Vietnam, which he was a part of, and all these different things. And he was talking about, you know, how to how to help veterans from war damage. And he has this book 
that he wants to come out with. Shout out to shout out to him for this. And and you know, and then we were discuss. I was telling him about you know, I've always thought about running for president. And I was like, you know, sometimes I'm joking, but I'm really not ever joking about it because I, I, the world needs help. And I know that I genuinely care about the world. So he told me, he said, keep doing your show, keep building your brand, reach more people. And after the next 10 years of you building this thing up, he said, go run for president and I'd vote for you. And that was a military vet who's probably in his sixties or so. And I, that was that was a huge compliment. And then he took my card and he said, I'm going to listen to your show. He said, I need something to do in the mornings. I'm going to listen to you. So shout out to Ted if you're listening. And so I get off the plane. Then I do my show in the airport, which was a huge feat and accomplishment for me. I was like, I'm going to do it. So I'm standing in the airport. I'm like, I might be the only person in history. And I'm definitely the only person today who's doing a show live in the airport. And <laughs> And so I did that. And that was fun. And then I met Bob Costas. And then I met Sandy Montag. And then I got on the plane with them and sat right behind them. And there's Don McPherson, who I know. And so I'm talking to Donnie and telling him about some stuff I got going on. And we're having a good conversation. And he's telling me about this good stuff he's doing for Syracuse University and giving people information and educating them on how to be safe and, you know, stay away from, you know, sexual dangers and, you know, harassment and whatnot and, and people on campus and just how to stay safe. So that was a great conversation. And then I got off the plane and got to see my mom, got to go home and see my dog. Then I got some awesome news about the CNY Pop Festival. And then after I got all that awesome news, I got to go do my live show at Lee's and Staggerwald. And I got to sit with Dale Shackelford and Roosevelt Bowie. And they gave me some of the best compliments I've ever received in my life. And I, I wasn't prepared for it. You know, I'm always the one to compliment. But, you know, I, I said to them, I said, what would be a mission statement for a wake-up call? If you guys had to make the mission statement, how would you describe my show? And they proceeded to say some of the nicest things I ever heard. Then I went to the game, and it was a close game, which made it fun. And I got to talk to Bob Costas again and interview the players, and now I'm here this morning. And I, I, and then, in, of all of this stuff, my wife came out to my show, and I hadn't seen her in a couple days, so it was great to see her because I was out of town. And then my mom came out as well, and it was the first time my mom had come out to one of the show, one of the pregame shows, and I love my mom. And then I woke up next to the lady I loved this morning and a dog that was licking my face. <laughs> so... The past 24 hours have been a whirlwind of crazy, awesome, I can't believe it. And, but believe it, baby, because God is great all the time. And, and I'm, the, the, all of this stuff is good. And to come on the show this morning and say, I got to spend some time with Bob Costas. I, you know, to shake his hand, amazing. To see him, great. To try and take a little picture in the corner, works too. But to stand there and actually have a conversation see him later at the game, have him remember me, and then talk again, and, you know, hopefully we'll keep in touch, that was beyond anything that that uh, my brain power can take in this morning. So, you know, so it was great. It was great. It was wonderful. And the news that's coming up with the CNY Pop Festival, listen, I've announced a lot of different things, you know, on, on the wake-up call side of it. I want to make mention here really quick before we get into some interviews with the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Syracuse Orange. I want to let you know, uh, in the CNY Pop Festival, 
if you haven't been paying attention, go to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's all the same, at CNY Pop Festival. That's at CNY for Central New York Pop Festival. It's the same on every outlet, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Make sure you like it, follow it, and all that good stuff. So we made a lot of announcements. The Ghostbusters of Central New York are going to be protecting us all while giving back to the community. They'll be raising money during our festival and be having some fun with us in protecting us from all the creepy crawler things that might be bumping in the night. So thank you to the Ghostbusters of Central New York. They'll be hanging out with us. Dennis Duval, former Syracuse player, he will be with us as well. He's part of the Syracuse Icons section that I created for this show. The CNY Pop Festival will also be joined by some amazing food vendors, including Q Dogs, Sammy Malone's, Muddy Waters, and Carvel DeWitt. I'm also proud and thankful to have spotlight guest Charles Barnett III. He'll be joining my lineup. He is a veteran inker with Marvel, DC, Valiant, Techno Comics, and more, and he's going to be hanging out with us. I'm also proud to say that's, I mean, there's so many announcements we already made, and this is great. Dale Shackelford, my my pregame show co-host for Syracuse basketball for now our third season. He will be with me in the Syracuse Icon section. Roosevelt Bowie Jr. will be on site at the festival in the Syracuse Icon section. Eugene Waldron will be there in the Syracuse Icon section. Rob Drummond, who is my Syracuse football pregame co-host and a great friend, he will be with me at the... Syracuse icon section and of course Mark Dodson a good friend of mine that we have uh, we just built our friendship over the last three years and he's been wonderful he helped build Skywalker Ranch with George Lucas he is the voice of the gremlins and the voice of so many characters on Star Wars including Salacious Crumb and he was utilized in the most recent movie as well for a bunch of those characters and we announced that it's going to be at the F shed at the regional market which is on 2100 Park Street in Syracuse, New York, right by the Market Diner, which you know is our place to go when it comes to hanging out in Central and Upstate New York. So big shout out and a big thanks to everybody. So all that news has already been given out. The next four announcements that I make for the entertainment side of it are going to blow your mind. They're going to blow your mind. Two of them have been on... Superpowered Pop before. And we actually have an interview that we're going to be airing this week. So two two of them have been on. One, he was all over the place. He's grown up acting, child actor, did a lot of stuff, a lot of cool things with ABC and maybe Casper the Friendly Ghost and some other cool stuff. And then this this lady, this lady, oh man, she is she is the crown jewel of this thing. She just so happens to be, she plays the mom of somebody on television that I absolutely love the show. And she plays the mom. And her role has been the centerpiece of the first three seasons of the show. So, that'll all be coming up very soon. And we will be rolling that out for you. So, don't miss a moment. Go to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And follow, like, and all that good stuff at CNY Pop Festival. You don't want to miss it. Four new entertainers will be added to the show, including, you know, be added with Mark Dodson and Charles Barnett III, and Syracuse Icons will continue to grow as well. So many great, awesome things are going to happen on Sunday, August 12th, 2018, from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. 
So write it down and be ready for it. Gosh darn it, I'm a happy man this morning, and I have every reason in the world to be. And if you're not a happy person, then reevaluate your life because there's something to be happy about today. We'll take a fast break on the show, and we will spin back with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I was down in Jacksonville for that OT win, and you are going to hear my one-on-one conversations. These are all one-on-ones with place kicker Josh Lambeau, who kicked the game-winning field goal and the game-tying field goal to go to overtime. We will also hear from my one-on-one conversation with Jaguars left tackle Cam Robinson, Jaguars running back and special teams player Corey Grant, Jaguars defensive end Calais Campbell, Jaguars wide receiver Keelan Cole, Jaguars cornerback Aaron Colvin, and fellow Jaguars corner A.J. Bouye. And after that, later on in today's show, between 10 and 10.30, maybe a little bit later, we will hear from Syracuse point guard Frank Howard, Syracuse forward Mark Dolezal, Syracuse center Barama Sidibe, and Syracuse shooting guard Tyus Battle coming off of their victory over the Iona Gales from yesterday. And we'll round out the show with Ingredients to Success, which is normally on Tuesdays for you. It's going to be today because we were obviously running through the airport yesterday. So you will hear from Ingredients to Success brought to you by Utica Pizza Company on today's broadcast, and I can't wait to share that with you. So a ton of guests coming up for Syracuse players, and we have seven players from the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's about to be a jam-packed show of amazing conversation. Coming up in just a moment. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. Gear up with the real deal at Drysig Apparel. Creating what people are going to see and learn about you before they even meet you. Gear up for what you need for your team, business, or event. To look professional, look good, and feel good, outfit yourself at DrysigApparel.com. That's D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Apparel.com. The only place to gear up with the real deal. Utica Pizza Company spells family, your family, my family, their family. The recipes that they have shared with each other throughout the years and have now been so gracious to share them with us. I can sit here and talk with you about all the great things that are on the menu. We'd be here forever. So let me say this. Utica Pizza Company is second to none. And now you can bring it home with you and you can dine in in the restaurant. UticaPizzaCompany.com will give you all the information that you need. And let me say, these Utica Greens... They're the best. Utica Pizza Company. Call them and place your order at 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. Families break bread at Utica Pizza Company. What's the universal language of a fan? Clapping your hands. With Fan Hands, the ultimate sports fan accessory, find your team color, slip them on, and start cheering on your favorite team with 11 different colors always in stock on FanHands.com, where you'll find the ultimate sports fan accessory. Real fans wear Fan Hands.
The name Leeson Staggerwald is synonymous with Central New York with over 80 years of service to the community. Leeson Staggerwald Downtown is your butcher, grocery, pub, and deli located on 117 East Fayette Street in Syracuse, New York. Minutes from the Carrier Dome and your perfect pre-gaming headquarters with Rob Drummond and myself, Dan Tortora, two hours before home games. Leeson Staggerwald Downtown, where you can dine in, take out, pre-game up on the hill with their meats or pre-game inside their walls. Leeson Staggerwald Downtown, a unique experience for every single fan and every member of the community with over eight decades of service. They're open Monday from 10.30 a.m. to 3 p.m., Tuesday through Thursday from 10.30 a.m. to 8 p.m., Friday 10.30 a.m. to 9 p.m., Saturday noon to 9 p.m., and closed on Sunday on 117 East Fayette Street in Syracuse, New York. The Pennant Trophy Center on 111 East Willow Street in Syracuse, New York, has been making memories for Central New York for over 60 years. It has the trophies for your teams, and when you walk in there, it's so much more than just that. When you walk into the Pennant Trophy Center, you are immersed in the reality that anything can be customized, anything can be engraved, whether it's for your anniversary, your wedding, your bar mitzvah, your birthday party, whatever you want to do with that memory, that watch from grandpa, or that bracelet from mom, or that wedding ring that's been passed down through your family. If you want to get something engraved with a memory to last a lifetime, the Pennant Trophy Center, 111 East Willow Street in Syracuse, New York, where memories are made and where memories last a lifetime. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash Wake Up Call DT. Proud to be here with you on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time is our regular schedule, and I'm very excited about what's coming up. I'm excited about what's coming up today, and then to think about Thursday and Friday, you are going to have more than enough to be excited about. And next week, there there are so many great interviews and great people and great things coming up on today's or on, on today's show, on tomorrow's show, Friday's show. I am so ecstatic about what we have coming up. And obviously we have Papa Joe's picks coming up with college football as we round out college football, folks, in the regular season. Can you believe it? We're almost there. It's crazy. ACC championship games getting getting its time set. The American Athletic Championship games getting its time set. We know Clemson and Miami are in the ACC. We still don't know who's in the AAC. Different things are falling in different places. Auburn's trying to make a push in the SEC. So many great things are happening right now in college football, and I am ecstatic that we're going to be t- discussing that, and that uh, we'll be discussing so many different things coming up here in the next couple days. But on today's show, I'm very excited that, uh, you know, obviously on the prowl, which is the signature segment I bring you on the Jacksonville Jaguars, to have the opportunity to speak with these with these Jags, you know, week in and week out is a blessing and it's a privilege and it's an honor. And to be able to share this time with you and share the conversations with you it means a lot to me because I had an opportunity to speak with a slew of the players. So so many of these guys I had the opportunity to speak with, and it was great. You know, I just kind of ran. You know, the thing is, in the moment, I'm running around the locker room just trying to get a few minutes with as many people as I can to get different perspectives. And then you sit down and you look at the you look at what you got and you're like, oh, my Lord, I talked to a lot of people today. So it's it's uh, it's exciting to know that I'm going to be able to share with you so many different uh, players thoughts 
moving forward in this game. And the first one we're going to hear from is Aaron Colvin. Aaron Colvin is a corner for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Aaron had a very nice tipped pass. And it was uh, it was amazing. It was amazing what he was able to do uh, with this tip ball. He did it after it was two tip passes. Uh, Aubrey Jones had the first one, and then on the very next play, because you're doing it. I say amazing because it's one thing to tip a pass; it's another thing to tip a pass that's thrown by Philip Rivers. And Philip Rivers reached his 4,000 completions in his career during this game against Jacksonville, but Jacksonville still won the game. And Aaron Colvin, what he was able to do on this tip ball in Aubrey Jones before it, it was huge. It was early on in the game. It was in the second quarter. But the the back-to-back tip balls ended up, you know, obviously forcing a punt and keeping Phillip Rivers from moving and gaining anything early and gaining any momentum really until until the end of the first half didn't really feel it. So Aaron Colvin had a big play. We start our conversation on that tip ball. Uh, we had some confusion on defense, but uh, you know, as I came over, I rushed. Nobody picked me up, so I knew Philip Rivers when he saw pressure, he tried to get the ball out quick, and I just tried to get my hands up. And not just you, but Jones before that. I mean, getting a tip ball in a game is not the easiest thing to do. You guys got him back to back. Just how important those were in the beginning of the game to try and set a tone on what you're going to do on defense. Uh, I mean, it's huge. Philip Rivers is a great quarterback, and um, you don't really see a lot of tip passes with him. So. So we knew that um, he was going to try to get the ball out quick. You know, he's pretty familiar with our defense, so we wanted to get our hands up and make plays. What can you say about the defense? I mean, this season it's been known as Saxonville, but it's not just that. I mean, in the secondary for you, you guys have done a lot of work in the middle of the linebacker core. Just what you can say about how this defense has improved across the board. I mean, it all kind of works together. Uh, it's not just one group that's balling. It's all three levels. So we know that we all play off of each other, and we know that we all need each other in order to be successful. At the end of this game, is it fair to say the best offense is a good defense, knowing how many opportunities you guys gave and, and especially what you did at the end with A.J.? Uh, I guess so. I mean, I don't really know how to answer that. All I can say is we worry about ourselves. We worry about uh, scoring on defense, um, causing turnovers, and just stopping the offense's drive and getting the ball back to offense. The team started 0-2 at home at Everbank Field and 2-0 and since. Just what you can say about winning for the fans here at home, and, and as of right now, you guys have sold possession of the AFC South? Um, yeah, I mean, we're just trying to keep this thing going. Uh, we knew those two losses before we, we controlled those. It wasn't anything that a team did to us. So we tried to fix that um, against Cincinnati. I feel like we did, and it carried over. This was a tough game, but uh, it's important to win games like this at home. That coming once again from Aaron Colvin, who's been on the secondary with the Jaguars uh, for, for you know, the better part of recent history. A.J. Bouye coming on new. Jalen Ramsey was a rookie last year. And really, this secondary for the Jaguars might be the best thing that they've had since Aaron Beasley in the Donovan Darius days, which was from Tom Coughlin way back. And now Tom Coughlin's back. So, you know, you got some good defensive backs on this team for sure. And, and obviously, they've been doing some good things as of late. We're going to hear from the one that made the biggest play of the game as a defensive back in just a little bit here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. We're in the morning menu, proudly presented by the Market Diner on 2100 Park Street in Syracuse, New York, in the regional market across from Destiny, USA. It's the home of the Dan Tortora special. Get yourself one today. It's, a, it's amazing. 
sandwich is great. It's a breakfast sa- it's a spin on the breakfast sandwich available for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And in the morning menu right now, we are one-on-one with the Jacksonville Jaguars on the prowl. So we are on the prowl with the Jacksonville, I had to, with the Jacksonville Jaguars today. And you just heard from cornerback Aaron Colvin. Coming up next is Cam Robinson, left tackle for the team and former Alabama Crimson Tide offensive tackle. Spoke with Cam first and foremost about gutting out the victory. Yeah, man, exactly what they said. Uh, uh, you know, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't how we, how, we, how we planned it out, but, you know, it was a win. So um, we're going to take it. You know, we, we, we definitely know we didn't play our best game um, as a team. I definitely didn't play my best game as an individual. So we just learn from it, come back and just build off of it. When you have, like you said, you didn't play your best game, you know, when, when those penalties arise in crunch time and whatnot, just what you can take away from some of those moments. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't. I hear coming on the penalties too much because I don't know the whole fine rule about the reps. But, uh, uh, I mean. But you live and learn. Yeah. yeah, that's it, live and learn. And then as far as what you guys were able to do, I mean, offensively, you did some good things, moved the ball a little bit. But this defense really set up uh, plenty of opportunities. Just what you can say about the other side of the ball and, and how much they meant to you in this game and this season. I mean, you know, they were here today, obviously. Um, you know, I, I, I tried to tell as many of them as I can, you know, thank, thank you, because, you know, anytime we were slipping, you know, they, they helped us, you know, they picked up our slack, and, uh, you know, we tried to do the same thing for them and our special teams as well, so we just make it a full uh, team, a full team win. You go up against guys like Jones and Jackson and, and whatnot throughout, you know, practice, just what you can say about, I mean, in this game, everybody's showing up, and it's not just one guy on defense, it's not just one level of the defense, it's, it's the whole D. Just what you can say about what it's like to go up against them and, and how talented they truly are. Uh, you know those guys. You know those guys are extremely talented. Um, you got two good rushers. You know uh, on the edge, two, two. I mean uh, some guys that can get out there at the inside as well. Um, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good talented defense. So, uh, but ultimately, you know we're able to come away with a win. You're used to going out there and, and winning a championship in college football and knowing what that's like to be with this team. What has it taught you so far as a rookie? Um, just, just you know, I try to I honestly just try to take a lot of the lessons I learned from, uh, you know, being on that, being on, you know, some of the great teams I were on, I was on in college, and you know, uh, I see a lot of the same qualities in the, some of those teams I was, you know, on in college in this team. So, um, you know, we just, just each each week, weekend and week out, we 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 go stronger as a, as a, you know as brothers, and we just try to keep building off what we what we what we're doing each week. What are some of the things that you see in this team that you've seen when you were in college? Um, just the togetherness, the brotherhood. Um, you know, everyone's everyone has everyone's back. You know, this is a close knit group. You know, so um, you know, I mean, you know, every, all of our teammates know we're gonna ride for each, for each other, and we all got each other back. So, just oh, that's that's probably the most the most similar thing I see. I ask you to tep- take a step aside from Jacksonville. Auburn wins, Georgia loses, Alabama's still undefeated. Are you paying attention? Are you watching at all? Uh, yeah, I, I was able to catch a little bit of it last night. A little scared, but uh, <laughs> no, they, they they pulled it out. So, uh, you, know, you know, hats off to those guys. What do you think about the college football playoff coming up? Is it is it still Bama to beat in your mind? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, even with Miami. Run college football. Run college football since 09, period. That coming once again from Cam Robinson. I liked his ending there when I – when I, you know, I figured where he was going when I asked him about Alabama, but it was just fun for me. I was like, you know, is Alabama, I mean, are they? And he was like, you know, been running college football since 2009. I was like, damn, 
Just, it was a hell of a statement. True, for the most part, hell of a statement. Alabama's, you know, as as we're inching and inching closer to the college football playoff, that the Alabama's getting this like tighter grip. Auburn's trying to make some things happen. Georgia's all up in there, so you know, could be fun moving forward here. But a big, uh, big thank you to Cam Robinson. And uh, boy, you know, you talk about being real, and you talk about being a professional. I was I was speaking with my uncle Joe with Papa Joe about this, and and we were discussing the fact that, you know, after I did this interview with Cam Robinson, who's you know from the Jaguars, left tackle, and and formerly Alabama, you know, he he said, you know, there's a level that Nick Saban has them be at. And, you know, he said he's like, he probably wasn't one of those guys in the locker room jumping around doing this, that, and the other thing. And I said, no. I said he was literally sitting in the corner by himself at his locker getting dressed. And, you know, he just sits down with you very calmly and talks. I mean, and that's a sign of a champion because he knows, yeah, this is a great win, but it's six and three. It's not the playoffs. It's not the Super Bowl. We haven't advanced to the playoffs yet. We haven't won the division yet. We haven't gone to the Super Bowl, so we have work to do. And after, if we make it here, there, and everywhere, and make it to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl, then we celebrate it, and then we have to get up the next day, and we have to prepare to make the Super Bowl next year. Like, that's Cam Robinson. And But I, I love that statement. Running college football since 2009. I was like, damn. I, was, I literally wanted to hand him a mic just so he could drop it, because he did. Up next is Keelan Cole, and this is about the team gutting out the victory as well. Keelan Cole, wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So on the offensive side of the ball, what he could say about gutting out this one to a 20-17 to victory in overtime. Oh, yeah, I mean, we, we always play together. We was keeping each other's hopes up. We made sure that nobody put their head down, and we just kept fighting to the end. What can you say about this defense, opportunity after opportunity, grabbing that interception at the end, multiple punts that were forced throughout the game, just what you could say about yeah, this? There's, not, there's nothing I can say. Everything speaks for itself. They, they work hard. They work hard. Even in practice, they don't let any opportunity to get away, and that's exactly what they did on the field today. They made sure that every opportunity was theirs. When there are those penalties on offensive defense for taunting toward the end, I mean, what can you take away from that? I mean, obviously you guys are emotional out there, so it's hard to kind of pull that back a little bit. Uh, football's an emotional sport, you know. Uh, it, it, we can preach it all you want, you know what I'm saying? You can say, hey, don't do this, don't do that, but your feelings take the best of you sometimes. And I mean, when you get the flags, you just got to, you just got to, you know what I'm saying? You can't take them back. So you might as well just go with the emotion and feeling, take the flag, and go home. But, I mean, for sure, in the future, we're going to try not to get those extra dumb penalties and stuff like that so we can get this game over with the easy way. AJ, at the end of the game, he didn't just get the interception. He took the ball out of the hands of Travis Benjamin. I mean, you're a receiver. You know how much you fight for that. When you saw him pull that away and turn it the other way, just what your reaction was? Excitement. I mean, that's, that's he wanted. He wanted that game more than anybody else, just like everybody who was blocking for him. They wanted that game more than everybody else on that field. They made sure that he was going to score. I mean, he got he was short, but you know what I'm saying? He you, you could tell that everybody on that field, all 11 was on the same page. When the fans that hung around stayed with it and stayed in it toward the end of the game, just what that meant to you guys that they got loud at the end of the game? Oh, it means everything. You know, uh, the, the fan base is, is one of the main factors in the home game, you know, just like the sideline is for DBs, you know, just like the quarterback and the O-line is for receivers. Everything comes to one, and when we all win as a family, one as a Jaguars family, you know, everything works together. 
team started 0-2 at home. Since then, you guys have gone 2-0. Just what you can say about refocusing and, and making sure you take care at home. Uh, you know, everybody wants to win at home. We just come to practice every day fighting for the win. You know, we, we make sure that we're going against each other, making each other better, so that no matter where we are, we get the W. It's just, I think it's just a weird coincidence that we just never win at home, but we we obviously been changing that, and it, it starts in practice, so we're going to get ready on Wednesday. That coming once again from Keelan Cole in our one-on-one conversation after the Jacksonville Jaguars gutted out that 20-17 victory over the Los Angeles Chargers to improve to 6-3. and three. They are tied in the AFC South for first place with the Tennessee Titans, who hold the slight ad- edge and advantage because the Titans defeated the Jaguars earlier on in the season in the Jaguars' first home game of the season. So that is why it is 6-3 and three and 6-3, and three, but the Tennessee Titans are in first place. We'll take a step aside for a fast break, and we will come back with more from the Jacksonville Jaguars. And coming up in just a little bit, we'll go off the field and onto the court to hear from the Syracuse Orange, including Frank Howard, Mark Dolezal, and Barama Sidibe, as well as the man who put the team on his back and carried them to victory, and that is none other than Tyus Battle. We're going to get into Tyus Battle's electric and very much needed game to help Syracuse to victory up against Iona and only their second game of the season. That'll be coming up in just a little while. Here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on MixLR.com backslash Wake Up Call DT. Tell your friends. This is a Wake Up Call Fast Break. Hey, Wake Up Call listeners, this is Tom Taylor, owner of Sammy Malone's, located at 2 Oswego Street in Baldwinsville, New York, overlooking the beautiful Seneca River. We proudly open our doors to you seven days a week, beginning at 11 a.m. daily, with free parking. Whether it's game day, after work drinks, or a meal with family and friends, we are honored that you come visit us. Call 315-635-5407 for parties and catering. I'll see you at Sammy Malone's, home of the best sandwich in Beeville. Hi, this is Domenico Vitali, owner of Giovanni's Formalware, where you look great and feel even better with our renowned tailoring and alteration services on any suit or any tuxedo from anywhere. Call 315-455-8729. That's 315-455-8729. Stop in locally on Route 11 in North Syracuse next to the Ponderosa Plaza where you can choose your style, get fitted, and tailored, all at Giovanni's Formalware. I'm George Townsend of Honda City with some good advice from buying a new car. The true cost of owning a new car is determined by the appraised value when you trade it. No vehicle appraises higher than a Honda. Next, look for low APRs and deep discounts. You also want low maintenance costs and great fuel economy. That's why my advice to you is to buy a new Honda. Looking pre-owned, visit our Honda Certified Used Car Center. Honda City, 7140 Henry Clay Boulevard, Liverpool, or hondacity-cny.com. It would be a pity if you don't shop For all of us that have always wanted our favorite restaurant to come to us, it's now a reality in Central New York with It's a Utica Thing, with Utica Pizza Company bringing 
their wonderful recipes that they've handed down through generations to you, to your events, to your business, to your home. It's a Utica thing. Proudly bringing Utica Pizza Company on wheels to your location. Call 315-738-8946. That's 315-738-8946 to bring Utica Pizza Company to your doorstep with It's a Utica Thing. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Hearing from the Jacksonville Jaguars on the prowl right here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. On the prowl, typically Tuesday mornings right at 9 a.m., but because of the travel, we did the show from the airport, and now we are giving you the Jacksonville Jaguars one-on-one conversations. Following their ninth game of the season, they've won six of those nine games. They started the season off 0-2 at home at Everbank Field in Jacksonville and have since gone 2-0. and So they are 500 at home, and they are taking care care of business on the road the team is four and one away from Jacksonville four and one away from Jacksonville two and two at home but four and one away from Jacksonville that includes a win at Pittsburgh that includes wins at Houston as well as a win at Indianapolis so huge big time wins in the division because you need those and of course they won in London over the Baltimore Ravens 44 to 7 and the only loss they took on the road was at the New York Jets who somehow some way seem to play good inside of Matt Life but speaking on that Baltimore Ravens victory that 44 to 7 victory there was this guy named Corey Grant and later on in the game, I asked you guys a, a poll question, and some of you liked it, and some of, some of you wish they would have saved it and hidden the play for later use. But, you know, obviously, using the play when they did didn't affect the team from being successful with it in the here and now. The Jaguars had tested out this play with Corey Grant, where they faked the punt, and it's a direct snap to Corey Grant, and Corey Grant tries to run for the first down. Well, in this game... So you're looking at that. That was a few weeks ago when that happened. I want to I want to go back to exactly when that was for the Jaguars. With the Baltimore Ravens, when they're facing them and they're leading this game, and like I said, they won it handily 44-7. In week three, when they were off in London, there was this opportunity for the Jaguars to just kind of you know, run the clock out. Don't show anything. Don't open up the playbook because you've already won. You don't have to use any trick plays because it's here. So you could save those for later. Well, they use a direct snap to Corey Grant. He got a big time first down in the game. Some wondered why the heck did you use it now? Others were okay with it. And then the question is, well, now that people have seen that you've done it, will it be successful again? Well, that answer is an overwhelming, astounding yes. Because six games later against the Chargers at home, the Jacksonville Jaguars, first touchdown of the game. And, you know, I mean, you look at what the Jacksonville Jaguars got from their special teams as well as, you know, their special teams and their defense to help them win this game and move forward here to 6-3. and three. Corey Grant, you know, he just, he had an opportunity and he took it. And and, and his, I love that his Twitter name is, t- is uh, it's at Corey Grant with three T's, but the name next to it is Taillights. And that's all that anybody saw after this play. So you're wondering, is the play going to work? Is it going to be successful since they showed their cards early on in the season? Guess what, folks? Six weeks later, not only did it work, but it worked even better. And he got himself a touchdown off of this play. So big ups to Corey Grant. We're going to discuss our, we're going to start our conversation 
on that trick play and what he can say about it. Yeah, you know, it's something that uh, Coach Jody um, has brought, you know, to our, to this team. And at the end of the day, it helps our punt team out. You know, it kind of keeps the punt return team honest. Um, you know, they don't know what they're going to, you know, what we're going to throw at them. So it, it helps us out. You know, they, they can't rush us all the time. So at the end of the day, not really just knowing that we can, you know, score off of it or make plays off of it all the time, but just the overall concept of it helping the entire punt team. When you get that play, I mean, that was the play of the first half for your team, and it was a very close first half. Just, just what you can say about you know making sure you had that because obviously it meant something in this game as going back and forth. Yeah, you know, you always want to go in the game with something like that. You know, with that play, you know, like you say, it changed the game. It was the play of the first half, so it's always to have that in there. But you know, that was a great job of coach throughout the week scouting um, LA and and finding that weakness in there and, and being able to draw up that play for us. Special teams and the defense helped out the offense in this game, just gutting it out. Just what you can say about about a win like this where, you know, it isn't three, four touchdowns by the offense. It's a unified effort. Yeah, you know, it was overall it's an ugly win, but, you know, at the end of the day a win's a win. But you don't want a win like this. You know, it's a lot of times that we hurt ourselves, and I think the game could have been won a lot earlier. But at the end of the day, win's a win. AJ not only got that interception in overtime, he ripped it out of the hands of Travis Benjamin. Just what you see on the sideline with a play like that and what that means to you with AJ obviously being a new guy to the team. Uh, you know, it means a lot. You know, AJ is a, he's a, he's a great player and, you know, great teammate, works hard. So when that happened, you know, it just brought so much excitement and energy to our sideline. And, you know, I think it helped, you know, flip the game, flip the motive, not the motivation, but the enthusiasm we had and to get us going and, and to make plays and come out with a win. Seems one in London, they've won on the road. You guys started here 0 and 2, and since have gone 2 and 0 at home. Just the importance of getting back on it at home, and now showing that you guys can win anywhere. Yeah, you know it's really important to win at home. You know, like you said, starting the season we kind of struggled here at home, but I think we're starting to pick it up. And you know that's one thing that we really want to focus on, trying to make plays here at home and get us get this uh, city some wins. And you know, like you said, we can win on the road, but focus on winning at we can win on the road, but focus on winning at home. Corey Grant, Trick Play City, getting those points. Now, the Jacksonville Jaguars were up 6 to nothing because the extra point was blocked. So that's why they started the game off like that. Looked like two field goals, but it was that touchdown by Corey Grant from the special teams prowess of this squad. Special teams and defense helped the Jacksonville Jaguars offense to push through this one and win the game. This really showed how, no matter how ugly a win is, you, you win it together. You win it in all three phases, and you figure it out. If somebody's lacking here, you pick it up over there. If this is good and that's not great, then you have to figure out how to make this better. And then, then you move forward. The Jacksonville Jaguars would have lost this game last year. The Jacksonville Jaguars would have lost this game three years ago. The Jaguars playing the way that they played, this is the type of championship caliber mentality and culture and environment that comes from Tom Coughlin. No BS. Get your work done. Do your job. That is what this feels like. The Jacksonville Jaguars fighting for this victory. There's not a lot of teams that are going to just push and push and push and push like this. And especially not the Jaguars of old. But the new look Jaguars, they are figuring it out. They are not giving up. They are pushing and charging and saying, we need this win. We need every single one of them. Jacksonville Jaguars mediocrity is not there. Calais Campbell, he's one of the big reasons why it's not. Defensive end coming over from the Arizona Cardinals, he speaks with me on the team. 
gutting out the victory in this theme that has been into my conversations throughout this week, coming out of week 10, and the Jaguars win over the Chargers. Yeah, you know, um, I mean, we just believed and we understood that, you know, no matter what happened, we just keep fighting and you know, we found a way to get it out. To force all the punts that you forced to make the plays that this defense made, is it fair to say that the best offense in this game was a good defense? <laughs> no, um, you know, I mean, uh, the way the game goes, man, there's going to be some ups and downs, you know, as long as it goes your way, you know, you have to make plays, you know, and uh, it's going to be different people stepping up at different times, you know, and this is just a good team win. So what you could say about kind of setting the tone and setting the pace early on in the game when Jones as well as Colvin had those back-to-back tip balls right by the line of scrimmage, just what that meant early on to try and set the tone? Yeah, I mean, we knew he was going to throw the ball quick, and, uh, you know, he liked throwing it short and let his players make plays for him. You know, so getting your hands up was huge and guys made plays, and, you know, uh, I wish we could have picked one of those off, man, it would have been huge, you know, but uh, they're a good team, you know. I mean, Phil Rivers uh, made some incredible plays today, you know, uh, the running back, you know, number 30, you know, just, I mean, came to play, you know, he, he, he made some huge plays for him too, you know, it was just fun just seeing, you know, our guys just battle through all the adversity that came today and find a way to win. Malik Jackson punching that ball out and getting it picked up by Gibson and then later on in overtime with A.J. with his interception where he pulled the ball out of the hands of Travis Benjamin. Just what you can say about the guys that surround you on defense. We got a lot of playmakers, guys that show up big, you know, and that's what it's going to take, you know, because we take turns, you know. Some days it's going to be, uh, you know, Malik. Some days it's going to be Marcel. Some days it's going to be, you know, I mean, Ramsey. Some days it's going to be Boye. It's going to be Telvin. You know, we got, I mean, we go down the list, guys making plays over and over again. And and, uh, you, know, uh, you know, and when we do it that way, we take turns. We're going to be very tough to beat. This team started 0-2 at home, has since gone 2-0. and Just what you could say about turning the corner and making sure you guys stay the course. I take it one day at a time, you know. Uh, you, you know, celebrate the win, and then, uh, you know, 24 hours, and then get back to work. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. You just heard from Calais Campbell coming over from the Arizona Cardinals. Defensive end on the team doing big things for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they made a lot of big splashes. They've tried every year, pretty much the last few years, to bring in a vet or two to see if they could fit and see if they could help the team move forward and get those victories that had maybe been in their range in the past, but they hadn't closed out or hadn't figured out a way to come back and get this season, above all seasons lately, the Jacksonville Jaguars and getting Calais Campbell and A.J. Bouye, guys like that, those have been big moves that have been worth the money. A.J. Bouye is going to be up next, number 21 of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Huge play he made. He didn't just get an interception. He ripped the ball out of the hands of Travis Benjamin. He said, you want this? You can't have this? Mm-mm, no. So you can't. Listen, it's one thing to get an interception. It's another thing to look at a player in the heat of the game, in the heat of the moment, while the play is going on, have your hands on the ball. He's got his hands on the ball, and you literally rip it from his hands and say, I want this more then you want this. So I'm going to take it. That's all coming up next in just a moment after this fast break. This is a wake-up call fast break. 
Carvel DeWitt. It's what happy tastes like. Do you know why? Because we make ice cream. Creamy, rich, flavorful ice cream. Not yogurt or ice milk like some of our competitors. Ice cream. Fresh, by hand, daily. For the calorie conscious, we have something new for you. Our new Carvelite. Same great flavor, creaminess, and texture of our regular ice cream with only 35 calories an ounce. So whether you want an ice cream cake, flying saucer, dasher, carvalanche, hard or soft ice cream, we will satisfy your craving with our fresh, handmade, regular, or new Carvelite ice cream. Carvel DeWitt. It's what happy tastes like. Clothing that will change with you without you having to change. DrySigLady.com, D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, Lady.com. With the bamboo line, relaxed fit clothing, as well as the athletic fit clothing, DrySigLady.com is fit for any woman, any time of the day, anywhere. Whatever you're doing, whatever your day commands of you, command yourself to feel comfortable in DrySig Lady apparel. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, Lady. Dot com For all the women out there, feel good in what you're wearing. And don't feel like you have to constantly change throughout the day. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a business owner, going for a jog, going for a meeting, or just relaxing at home, DrySigLady.com is the right fit for you. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, Lady.com. This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. Call our home office at 315-752-9513. Or better yet, call or text me directly at 315-748-2524. Let me ask you a question, Lawrence. If I needed you to help me buy a house, find the right place, could you help me do that? Joe, I'll help you find your dream home. You don't ever say my name on the radio, never. If I needed to sell a house, could you help me go about that the right way? Yes, yes I can. How do they get a hold of you? Call me directly at 315-748-2524. But you also do the commercial property. So if I got a business, couple businesses, got to take one here, move it over there, do this, do that. Are you going to help me buy and sell my commercial property also? Yes, sir. I like that. I like that. What's my name again? I have no idea. Absolutely. But they need to know your name. So give it one more time. This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. My phone number is 315-748-2524. Why don't you tell them your name one more time and that number so we can jot it down. This is Lawrence Papaleo. Call me or text me directly at 315-748-2524. The Market Diner prides itself on bringing the local community fresh ingredients that are better than going elsewhere. Open for breakfast, served all day, lunch and dinner with daily specials. The Market Diner is located at the Regional Market on Park Street, right across from Destiny, USA. For takeout, call 315-474-5247. The Market Diner. Local. Fresh. Better. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and of course on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Happy to have you here on the broadcast every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Here with Jacksonville Jaguars on the Prowl special signature segment that we have here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. And you're hearing from the Jacksonville Jaguars in my one-on-one conversations with the team after their 20-17 overtime victory over the Chargers. Coming up next is A.J. Bouye, the man 
who took the ball out of the hands of Travis Benjamin in overtime. Would have been a huge play. Could have been a touchdown for Travis Benjamin if he had caught the ball and made a move. Would have been a huge gain and put the Chargers almost in field goal range. Instead, A.J. Bouye grabs the ball while Travis Benjamin has his hands on it, rips it out of his hands, turns around, and runs down the field and almost gets a touchdown going out around the two or one yard line of the Chargers. A.J. Bouye, we start the conversation with the interception. Not just taking the ball away, not just picking it off, but pulling it. Out, literally, literally taking the meal that Travis Benjamin was trying to eat and say, no, the Jaguars are hungry right now. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, I believe first week I told the guys and even Gibb was telling me about it. And that's the mentality that I have as far as like, no matter if the ball is in the air, just a mentality against the opponent. You just got to look at it like they're trying to take food out of your kid's mouth. Um, and that's, I just wanted it. I, I wanted it more, I believe. And my teammates trust me and put me in that position to make the play. And then I just wanted to win for them. And then the run back. I mean, you really wanted to score. You wanted to get in there. Just bring me into it once you were getting close to the goal line. Um. Well, when I got the pick, I remember uh, I don't know the other safety's name. He was doing something, celebrating, trying to be flashy, throwing his arms out. So I did the same thing because I wanted him to think I was going to run out of bounds. And then I cut it up. And when I got to the 20, I just cramped. And I just kept trying to push it. I didn't care if I pulled something. But I just got tired, and I knew I was going to get hit because the way they closed it off, Phillip Rivers was right there. I was tired, and you had two old linemen right there. So I said, let me hold on to the ball. Uh, I, trusted my, uh, I trusted our special teams. They came in and made the play. And Josh Lambeau said that. He said, you know, he doesn't want to just be in the NFL for a long time. He wants to be here for a long time. He wants this to be a place that he can call home. Just what you can say about, you know, what he meant. I mean, we he, he talked about the power slide afterwards when he got it, but just, just what that means to have a kicker come in when there was another guy here before. He made a lot of big plays, man. And he showed, uh, I believe he had like a 50-something yarder like when we played uh, our last home game. Yeah. And, you know, it just shows how unified we are as a team. You know, special teams, offense, and defense, we all stick together no matter what. I believe Coach Marone said it uh, last week, you know, when you talk about one of our players, he's basically talking about us. We treat, our, we treat this locker room as a family and starting to show. You coming to this team this season, I talked with you when you were getting on the plane to where you are right now. I mean, you've made an impact on this team. A lot of guys have. Just talk about coming together and, and trying to make a statement as a unit and you making a mark as well. Um, you know, uh, we don't get a lot of respect, I guess, because of the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's how everybody's going to look at it, you know. I believe they're going to say something about how the Chargers just aren't that team now. But it's always been like that. When we get those big wins, they're always making an excuse for what the other team never did. They never talk about what us as the Jaguars have done. Uh, we're in the pros, we're in the NFL just like they're in the NFL. We just capitalize and we just got to keep it rolling. Uh, we got 24 hours to celebrate this, but we got to go up to Cleveland and get another win. Do you like the chip? you like the chip on the shoulder? Yeah, definitely. It keeps us hungry, um, especially in the back end. You have a dominant corner as Jalen, and for me, I have to play up to his level. And, you know, he might tell y'all I'm the best, but I believe he's the best, and he's shown it every uh, every week. And uh, Coven came in, you know, today and made some great plays, and it showed. It just shows how tight we are as a DB unit. But even as a defense now, um, we're getting hyped. Like, when Malik made that play, we was hyped because we know how hard he worked for it. And we're just starting to stick together. We just got to keep it going. 
from A.J. Bouye, who got the interception that helped to set up the field goal, the game-winning field goal by Josh Lambeau, who was recently added to the Jaguars during the season when Jason Myers was let go. Josh Lambeau tied the game in regulation. Then A.J. Bouye helped set up the game-winning field goal, which Josh Lambeau sent through the ball. Look to get tipped by the Chargers at the line, and it went low, but it still was able to get through the uprights and Josh Lambeau. So he put a lot of power on this baby to keep it going, even even with the tip. And then Josh Lambeau did that nice slide afterwards. Josh Lambeau about making a statement. Being on a team, it's so hard to get a job as a kicker in the NFL. And to be somebody who's on this team, who the Jaguars took a chance on, letting go of Jason Myers, just what Josh can say about making a statement in this game. And then we'll take a fast break and spin right back into Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. We'll go from the field to the court, and the Syracuse Orange will be joining me in just a moment, coming off their victory over the Iona Gals. And obviously, we'll be discussing the game and then in ingredients to success. We'll talk about keys to victory for Syracuse moving forward. So that's all coming up here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Don't move a muscle. So that's coming up here in just a moment. Very excited about it. Happy to share that with you. So listen into this conversation with Josh Lambeau, and then we will be back with the Jacks with uh, we'll be back from the Jacksonville Jaguars conversations. We'll jump into conversations with the Syracuse Orange. Here's Josh Lambeau on making a statement after his game-winning kick. Um, you know, I think it's important because making you know, making a move for someone else, you know, choosing to part ways with one player for another, that's a that's a big step. Yep. And uh, so for 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 the coaching staff here, you know, off of a workout in, in my previous two years in the NFL, to have that sort of trust in me, it meant a lot. It uh, really revitalized me. Um, it was a really tough six weeks, you know, sitting at home on Sundays. And uh, so the fact that the that you know Jody and, and, and Coach Marone brought me in here, um, as well as Coach Coughlin. Um, it just gave me a, a great deal of confidence, and this team has been nothing but incredible to me. And uh, so, be able to go out there and, and kind of prove my worth uh, is 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 definitely uplifting. But I, I mean, this really isn't on me. This is on Tyler Shatley. This is on Brad Norman, the guy, the line holding everybody off long enough. Um, you know, our offense and defense just fighting and grinding through the whole game. And so it's really, it's just an awesome team win. When you look at, like you said, sitting at home, I mean, it's this is a hard job to get. I mean, if you're a good kicker in the NFL, you could be around for decade plus. So yeah. just what you could say about coming onto this team, making your mark, and having opportunities like this where they do trust you in overtime to take care of business. Um, you know, I, I just, I mean, I, I've been telling people close, close to me since really the first couple of days I got here that I really hope this is a career place for me. Uh, I hope I can make a home here. I hope I can be a staple for this city and for this team. I hope they can continue to put their trust in me. And uh, I, I do genuine. I don't want to just be in the league for a long time. I want to be here for a long time. And then uh, after the kick, the slide that you just bring me into that, that yeah. celebration that you had. Um, well, last week I kind of blacked out after the 56-yarder with that celebration. Everyone was making a big deal about it. Um, and so I busted that out. I knew I was going to do a power slide. Um, it's just, I did it my first ever game-winning kick at Texas A&M, and uh, I don't know, it just seemed like the right thing to do. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue 
in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315-487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. This is Kira from Looking Glass Events, where we're always giving you a reason to celebrate. Whether you have a small business, large business, personal event, or a wedding, we are available to plan and coordinate your dream event to life. Every detail, every step, Looking Glass Events is working with you all the way. Call us at 315-702-4653. That's 315-702-4653. Or contact us through our website, lgweddingsandevents.com. Looking Glass Events giving you a reason to celebrate. Green's Ale House and Grill, located on 104 West Bridge Street in Oswego, New York, is your home for all the games, all the time, Sunday through Saturday, no matter what the sport is. It's also your home of Wingmaster Jabber, who's constantly in the kitchen creating wings that have won awards, and you love to eat every single day of the week. At Green's, you'll also find the Wake Up Call with Dan Satora live on location coaches show, exclusively dedicated to the Oswego State Lakers' numerous sports programs. There's only one place to go in Oswego, and that is Green's Ale House and Grill, 104 West Bridge Street in Oswego, New York. We'll see you there. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Happy to be here with you on the broadcast of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. You can always stay in touch with the show on WakeUpCallDT.com, on Facebook at WakeUpCallDT, on Twitter at CallDT, and on Instagram at WakeUpCall underscore DT. Want to give a big uh, shout out to wakeupcalldt.com. If you don't know, now you know. But I want to let you know that, you know, I, I do so much work on this website. And so for me to put all of this into the website and do all this work, of course I want you to go and check it out because I do this for myself. I do this, you know, in, in appreciation of the teams and the people that I cover. And I do it for you. You know, I do it so that you can have something fun and exciting to read. And I try to put a spin, a positive spin on everything, as always. So I want you to go and check it out. WakeUpCallDT.com on the homepage, right under the live MixLR feed. You can get the RSS feed for the show, the iTunes podcast, and the downloadable app off of Podbean. There's over 700, there's 780 shows on there right now, so make sure you go there and download it, save it, bookmark it, whatever you got to do, because it's all free, and it dates all the way back to July of 2012. So don't miss a moment of the action, and definitely make sure that you're listening in to the broadcast of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. They're live Monday through Friday from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern Time right here on MixLR. 
dot com backslash wake up call dt and then they are archived and you can get them on the mix lr archive if you're a member only if you're a member of mix dot com backslash wake up call dt will you be able to go and check out the archive so become a member and then uh, of course on the rss feed the itunes podcast and the downloadable app powered by podbean each and every single one of those will get you connected with the show so you can go back and listen to your favorite interviews, favorite segments, favorite time, uh, whatever it may be of the show. And, and I appreciate everybody that goes back and listens to them as well as listens live. So thank you for that. Here on the Morning Menu, proudly presented by the Market Diner on 2100 Park Street in Syracuse, New York, in the regional market across from Destiny USA. It is my pleasure to step into the next portion of the show. We are going off the field and onto the court with the Syracuse Orange men's basketball team. Now, now my article that's available on wakeupcalldt.com on the Right Now page, you can also scroll down on the home page and click on the Syracuse basketball quick link to get to it. But Syracuse rides Tyus Battle's stellar performance in second win of the two second win of the season. That is the name of the story. And essentially, with only sophomore shooting guard Tyus Battle, junior point guard Frank Howard, and junior center Pascal Chukwu having playing having played in a game together for the Syracuse Orange last season, the expectations have been wide open, and the evidence of who they will be is anything but clear. What we know in this game is that they leaned on Tyus Battle, which is a notion that I thought would be a, a definite possibility this season, and the man went 9-for-13 in the second half after going 2-for-6 in the first half, Five points in the first half, 23 points in the second half, 28 points for the game in 35 minutes, 11 for 19 shooting. He would add five rebounds, four defensive and one offensive, three assists, one block and a steal while committing only one foul in 35 minutes and not a single turnover in the game. This game was within two possessions for 13 minutes and 23 seconds of the 20 allotted minutes in the second half. Iona fought to within two possessions, within two possessions, to stay within that. Sometimes it was down by six, down by five, down by one, down by two, but they were within two possessions for over 13 minutes of the 20 allotted minutes of the second half. And a huge reason why they did not ever cross was Tyus Battle. Why they didn't take the lead in the second half at all was Tyus Battle. Take away his 23 points, and Syracuse, instead of winning by 9, take away his 23 points, Syracuse loses by 14. Just the 23 points in the second half. Not even the 28 points. Just the second half points. Take away Tyus Battle and what he did in the second half, and Syracuse loses this game with Iona having a convincing victory. So we will talk with Tyus Battle in just a little bit, but before we go there, I'm going to go to Barama Sidibe about keeping this team off, fending off the Iona Gals, who made a strike out of the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference, the MAC. They did a lot of good things in this game. They fought. They kept this game extremely close, but Syracuse kept them off, and Barama is going to start the discussion with me on keeping Iona at bay in the game. Uh, I think today we we did it good, but we those people they play good today. They have a, they have they hit a lot of tough shots. So our defense wasn't that, that great as last as last game, but this team was really ready for sure. 
Tyus said that at halftime, coaching staff had talked with you guys about playing better defense. Do you feel like you improved defensively in the second half? I think in the second half, uh, I'm not sure if we did improve, if we did improve, but we did our best. So To come away with the victory in a hard-fought game like this, what does that teach you? Because against Cornell, you won by 30-plus. In this game, it was back and forth. Yeah, this game, like I kind of feel like we kind of underestimate them a little bit. Because like, we kind of knew that we're going to win the game no matter what. But sometimes we have to realize that to play hard every day, which is going to help everybody. If everybody play hard, I think we're going to get an easy win. Because we need to play hard to win the game. What can you say about it? Tyus? He had 28 points in the game. 23 of them came in the second half. Just what you can say about it. The game got as close as two points, one point at times. Tyus was able to get over 20 in the second half. So I think he did great. He did great job. He was buying his time. He was playing hard. So I think if you play hard, good thing will happen to you. So as far as the inside play, it seemed like in this game more guys were looking inside to you and Pascal. Have you been really trying to build that chemistry with the back? court to say, you know, when we're inside and posting up, give us an opportunity. Yeah, the coach has been talking that the last couple of the talk, coach has been talking that a lot of them, saying that to put the board inside for ILO because he know we have touch, we can score inside, so he just tried to give everybody a chance to score. So. Jim Beheim brought up the fact that some people say that you don't have as much muscle or they want to comment on your body, but you've been tenacious and in there getting after the boards, doing what you need to do, scoring points, blocking shots. He said there was another skinny guy at Syracuse, his name was Hakeem Warwick, and obviously he won a national championship. When he makes that comparison for you, what does that mean to you? I mean, it's mean a lot to me because I heard that guy was great, so you want to be like, you always want to be like compared to somebody's great, so to have to learn from him, so I think that's great. And then as far as Pascal, he had been quiet offensively, but in this game he had two dunks early on. Just what you can say about his level of play and learning from him. I think Pascal come today ready to play the game. Like that's my first time to see him kind of like doing that kind of stuff. So he was really ready today. So I'm gonna learn from him. Whatever thing he does, I'm gonna learn from him because that's why I'm here. So if I'm coming after I off the bench, so I have to see him what he's doing and try to learn from him. Staying in the front court, coming off the conversation that I had after the win by Syracuse over the Iona Gales with Barama Sidibe, we move into my conversation with true freshman forward, fellow freshman of Barama's, Mark Dolezal. Mark Dolezal in this game did some good things. And here's the thing about Mark. You know, again, with Barama, as I spoke with him about, you know, that Jim Beheim brought up size and said, you know, some people say he's not big enough, he doesn't have the muscle, he doesn't have the body, he can't do it, he's not going to be able to get it done. Well, Mark is is in the same situation. You know, people think that there's not a lot of muscle, not a lot of build, just kind of, you know, lanky and get out there and, and, you know, do what he can, but probably won't get a lot of minutes, won't get a lot of playing time, this, that, and the other. Well, Mark is doing a good job out there, and he did a good job in this game coming from Slovakia. And, uh, and we just got a message, love the heart that Marek shows. And he does. You know, he has a lot of heart in this game. And he does the dirty work. That's the thing about Syracuse. He does the dirty work for Syracuse. And, you know, but the thing is, the difference between him and some other players who have done the dirty work in the past, like Christoph Ongenot and, and whatnot, is that Marek is scoring. And he's getting after it at the rim. In this game, Mark was 3-for-5 from the field. He finished the game with 7 points. He was 1-for-2 on his free throws. He had 4 offensive rebounds, 2 defensive rebounds for 6 total. He had an assist in the game, 
and he had a steal. He did have two turnovers. He played in 22 minutes, so a little bit over half the game, and did some good things. He had multiple, you know, four offensive rebounds in the game, but he had a couple of them on just one play. And so the word that comes up with Marek is scrappy. And how does he respond to that? This is what he had to say. I don't know. I'm trying to do what I want. And I'm trying to help the team. And I'm trying to win every game. What can you say about your play so far? I feel better and better. Um, the first game was not really good. And, but now I know what I was doing and I feel better. What's been the difference for you? How come you feel better? Um, in the defense, I'm uh, trying to do what the coach say. And in the offense, I'm going to offensive rebounds and trying to pass the ball to, uh, for free shots. And this is my game. And then as far as Tyus Battle, just what you can say about his effort. He played really good and he made big shots. I think three or four big shots in the fourth quarter uh, in the last three minutes and he played really good. That coming from Mark Dolezal once again. Mark getting after it on the boards, doing some good things, being a scrappy player. And Syracuse needs that. Listen, every little bit helps. And, you know, this team is that team where there is no true freshman that you can just be like, yeah, you know what? You don't need to be out there right now. I mean, Howard Washington Jr., you know, I, I guess if, if we're going to name anybody, put anybody in that sense, it would be him. He didn't play in this game. So it wasn't that, you know, he was he was out there just sitting hurt. He didn't play. And, you know, Bayheim wanted to see what, what he could get from Geno Thorpe. His message to Geno was very clear. He said Geno was terrible. There was nothing wrong with him. He wasn't injured. He said he was absolutely terrible and that when he decides to play better, he can come back in the game. And I was, you know, that was in the post-game press conference. So it was very clear how how Jim felt about Geno. But, you know, with Howard, I think it's just trying to figure out, you know, where is his spot? He's letting Frank play. Frank played in 40 minutes in this game. Nobody played the true 40 minutes except for Frank for Syracuse. O'Shea played 37 Tyus played 35, but Frank played all 40 minutes. He went 5 of 12, 2 of 4 from 3-point, 3 of 4 from the free throw, from the charity stripe, 3 defensive rebounds. He had 2 fouls in the game, 4 assists. He had 5 turnovers, 1 block, 2 steals, 15 total points. So he had 15 points in this game. He was 5 of 12, 2 of 4 from 3, which was big to see. The 1-3 he hit from straight on was absolutely amazing. It was, it was more of a Jerry McNamara-esque 3 when he just fired it up in the air and it just it just sent like a rainbow and dropped straight through the net didn't touch anything else it was a great shot but the five turnovers that's something that he's got to fix however Bayheim, as much as frank had five turnovers he kept he kept frank in the game and he let frank play it through and that's where we'll start our conversation with frank in my one-on-one with frank howard the junior point guard for syracuse about what he can say about being the only player that was trusted not I shouldn't say trusted but the only player that played the true 40 minutes for Jim Beheim. uh you know just trying to go out there control the game you know get my teammates involved and got a little sloppy down the stretch a little bit turnovers and uh but overall you know just having the ball in my hands the whole game you know it's kind of 
and expect some turnovers, you know what I mean? But you want to limit those, the dumb ones, like the, the one trying to throw middle, just, you know, the ones, the turnovers not trying to make plays, you know, just silly turnovers. So I just want to limit those and, you know, just control the game, get my teammates involved, and uh, I think I did an alright job of that tonight, and I uh, just want to keep getting better. And over 13 minutes of the 20 minutes in the second half, it was a two-possession game. Just what you yeah. can say about fending them off. Man, they were in shots, you know. Uh, any team that hits shots like that, you know, you're going down to the wire, you know, it's going to be a dogfight. You know, uh, I feel like our rotations are pretty decent. You know, I think we missed some. You know, I think we could have ran some guys off the spots a little better. But uh, overall, I think uh, we fought. The young guys fought. It's a good experience for them. You know, I think uh, each game we're learning something new. You know, this is their first dogfight, you know, they had to be in. So I think uh, just happy about how to respond. Outside Tyus, what you can say about 23 points and 28 overall, 23 in the second half. I mean, you know, he has that, you know, at any, any time. He can change the game with his scoring ability and, you know, with his talent. So, you know, uh, he told me before, you know, just half started, you know, he wanted the ball. So, you know, got it to him. You know, he, he did his thing. That coming once again from Frank Howard. Five turnovers in the game, but he did get a couple steals in the game. As I mentioned before, he was able to uh, grab two steals in the game, did block a shot, had four assists in the game, got a few rebounds defensively, and his shot looked a little bit better. So that's been coming up. I think, you know, Frank definitely has worked on his shot. And I think that that's something that Syracuse is going to be able to appreciate down the road here. Just got to minimize the turnovers. That's a big thing here. Syracuse has to minimize the turnovers. And the biggest turnover individual on the team right now is Frank Howard. But he knows that. So, you know, he's got to move forward and has to minimize the amount of times that he's given up the ball, if at all, has to minimize how many times that ball is going the other way. We'll take a step aside here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora very quickly before we get into the final one-on-one conversation that I had with the Syracuse Orange, and that is with Tyus Battle, who put the team on his back en route to victory in this game. A huge game, huge, huge game for Tyus Battle had 28 points in the game, and as I said, 23 points in the second half. Did a lot of good work in this game, fought very hard in this contest to help his team move forward into victory. Without him, they would have been nowhere fast. With him, they end up 2-0. and We'll take a fast break and come back with Tyus Battle. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. Hey, Wake Up Call listeners, this is Tom Taylor, owner of Sammy Malone's, located at 2 Oswego Street in Baldwinsville, New York, overlooking the beautiful Seneca River. We proudly open our doors to you seven days a week, beginning at 11 a.m. daily, with free parking. Whether it's game day, after work drinks, or a meal with family and friends, we are honored that you come visit us. Call 315-635-5407 for parties and catering. I'll see you at Sammy Malone's, home of the best sandwich in Beeville. Hi, this is Domenico Vitali, owner of Giovanni's Formalwear, where you look great and feel even better with our renowned tailoring and alteration services on any suit or any tuxedo from anywhere. Call 315-455-8729. That's 315-455-8729. Stop in locally on Route 11 in North Syracuse next to the Ponderosa Plaza where you can choose your style, get fitted, and tailored, all at Giovanni's Formal Wear.
Hi, this is Kira from Looking Glass Events, where we're always giving you a reason to celebrate. Whether you have a small business, large business, personal event, or a wedding, we are available to plan and coordinate your dream event to life. Every detail, every step, Looking Glass Events is working with you all the way. Call us at 315-702-4653. That's 315-702-4653. Or contact us through our website, lgweddingsandevents.com. Looking Glass Events giving you a reason to celebrate. The name Lees and Staggerwald is synonymous with Central New York with over 80 years of service to the community. Lees and Staggerwald downtown is your butcher, grocery, pub, and deli located on 117 East Fayette Street in Syracuse, New York. Minutes from the Carrier Dome and your perfect pre-gaming headquarters with Rob Drummond and myself, Dan Tortora, two hours before home games. Lees and Staggerwald downtown where you can dine in, take out, pre-game up on the hill with their meats or pre-game inside their walls. Lees and Staggerwald downtown, a unique experience for every single fan and every member of the community with over eight decades of service. They're open Monday from 10.30 a.m. to 3 p.m., Tuesday through Thursday from 10.30 a.m. to 8 p.m., Friday 10.30 a.m. to 9 p.m., Saturday noon to 9 p.m., and closed on Sunday on 117 East Fayette Street in Syracuse, New York. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Happy to have you here for the broadcast here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Thank you for being a part of the show every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Truly appreciate it, and thank you for your time, and thank you for always, you know, Connecting with me on Facebook at Wake Up Call DT, on Twitter at Call DT, and on Instagram at Wake Up Call underscore DT. So much appreciated, and thank you so much for that. Truly, truly appreciate the opportunity of being able to share life with you and share positivity with you. Speaking on positivity, we have some awesome things to, oh, I have some awesome things to tell you. First and foremost, if you haven't been to the Syracuse basketball pregame show at Lee's and Staggerwall downtown, you are missing out. We had a pregame show before Cornell, and we had one before Iona yesterday. Our upcoming one is Saturday, November 18th, and we would love to see you out there on Saturday, November 18th. You can get the entire schedule on the Q's tab on wakeupcalldt.com by clicking on the Q's tab and then on Syracuse basketball under that. Saturday, November 18th, we are there at 5 p.m., and that will be against that will be for the Texas Southern matchup in the Hoop Hall Miami Invitational. And it is and the Texas Southern team is out of the S WAC. So Saturday, November 18th, the game tip-off is at 7. We're always two hours before tip-off for the pregame show to give you enough time to hang out with us, get a drink, get something to eat and then have plenty of time to get up to the Dome and beat some traffic. So, Saturday, November 18th at 5 p.m., come pregame with Dale Shackelford and myself, Dan Tortora, at Lees and Staggerwald on 117 East Fayette Street. That is East Fayette Street, right around the corner from Dunkin' Donuts in downtown Syracuse, Saturday, November 18th at 5 p.m. Before Syracuse takes on Texas Southern, I will be with Dale Shackelford and with you. Hopefully, you'll come out and hang out with us 5 o'clock this Saturday, November 18th, and we would love to see you out there. Coming up right now and in this in the game that happened yesterday against Iona, 
to finish off with my conversations with the Syracuse Orange. I felt like it was only fitting to save this one for last. Tyus Battle, as I said, the man who had 28 points in the game, 23 of those 28 coming in the second half, where he went 9 for 13. The man did not commit a turnover and only had one foul against him in 35 minutes of play. Tyus Battle putting the team on his back. Did he feel frustrated and essentially put the team on his back, in his opinion? That's what he had to say. Um, well, yeah, it's not, I, I mean, throughout the game I thought we were playing fine, but I knew we had to score the ball, uh, especially at different possessions when they started coming back and stuff like that. Um, and so as a leader, I just have to, I have to do that stuff, and um, I love situations like that. When, when the game's coming down to the line and we need to get a bucket, and I, I, uh, I feel no pressure in a situation like that. You had a block, you had, you had a steal, you had rebounds, obviously no turnovers, only one foul and 23 points in the second half just what you can say about you know Frank had said this team may go through you and in this game it definitely did um I'm just trying to assert myself any way possible on the floor uh even in the first half I wasn't really scoring the ball but I tried to get rebound the ball a little bit and do some other things but I knew coming into the second half I knew I had to be more aggressive and just make things happen offensively and, and that's what I tried and that's what I did lastly for me the focus is obviously going to be on you coming out of this game but who did you feed off of out there today on the team? Um, I thought some some of the guys did really well. O'Shea played well. Um, Marek did a great job, especially late in the game with the offensive rebounds, the, lay, the layup in transition and stuff like that. Frank did a good job. Um, so I, I think I'm, I'm happy with this team, and I'm, and I'm really excited about the season, the, the season coming forward and all that stuff. So uh, I, th- I think we can really have a good squad. That coming once again from Tyus Battle. Ending the conversation by saying, you know, I like this team. We have a good team. I like this team. I think we could do something special. And that's good to hear from the guy who decided to stay with Syracuse. He had an opportunity to, you know, he kind of kind of tested the waters, wanted to see what the NBA thought of him. He decided ultimately to come back. And for him to say a couple games in with four true freshmen, a redshirt freshman who obviously he knows, and Matthew Moyer, because he practiced with the team last year and was around the team last year, and then having Pascal and Frank, who he knows, but only got to play with Frank, not so much Pascal. And then to have Geno Thorpe come in, who's a graduate transfer. For Tyus to say, I like this team, you know, his opinion, that's very important to me. Because he's a leader of this team. Even though he's a sophomore, he's a leader of this team. He is the guy that's coming back out of the five top scorers for Syracuse last season. There's only one left. His name is Tyus Battle. And so the importance of having him on the team is crucial. And so, I mean, that's a big part of it. And he's the lone starter that was coming back because Frank Frank Howard lost his starting job to John Gillen back and forth. So the opinion of Tyus Battle about this year's team is very important, and I'm sure that they take it as such. And he believes that this team has something to offer, and that's definitely a good thing to hear. I'll tell you that much. I'm sure that the, the Syracuse Orange team is, you know, his teammates are happy to hear that he's happy with this team. Tyus Battle doing a heck of a job against the Iona Gales. The Iona Gales, you know, I agree with Jim Beheim. They're going to win some games this season. Now, Iona's team is comprised of eight transfers. That is eight. I did not stutter. Eight newcomers to the team. Crazy. And, you know, they figured out a way to play together, to play tough, to play hard. And they definitely gave Syracuse a run. And that's something that they should surely be proud of in this game. I know they didn't come out with the victory, but Iona 
you know, I thought Syracuse is going to have some games like this where, you know, they're not your, they're atypical of Syracuse, but you're going to have to, you know, get used to it as Syracuse learns to get used to each other. But this Iona team, I mean, this is, this is a game that's really helped Syracuse to grow because they had, you know, just like with the Jacksonville Jaguars, they had to gut this win out. They had to figure out a way to move forward in this game, even though Iona never, I mean, Iona truly never went away. There was a couple times where Syracuse got, got it into double digits. And obviously, you know, they, they won by almost that, but it was, it was a game that Iona didn't, didn't think to themselves, you know, we don't deserve to be here. There wasn't this mentality of, yeah, you know what? We're, we're not important. We're not relevant. This is Syracuse. We're not anything close to Syracuse. That's not the mentality. Iona came into this game saying, we're going to come out here. We're going to make a statement. And even though they lost the game, they made a statement, at least to me and my, you know, from watching the game and being right there on the sideline, you know, I should say behind the basket, there was a statement that was made in this game. And I respect the heck out of the statement that Iona made because they're making a statement to the Metro, the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference for sure. And they're making, you know, they're making a statement to everybody is that they should not be taken lightly by any stretch of the imagination. And Bayheim says, you know, this is somebody, this is a team that I think could be a tournament team. I don't think Bayheim's wrong. I really don't. I really don't. So Syracuse got a big win, even though it's one of those games that you overlook because it's Syracuse playing a team that they're supposed to beat. I think that you have to look at this game and you have to give respect where respect is due. And the, the respect has to go to Iona in this game because I think that this was a good early test for the Syracuse Orange in figuring out how to win a game when you get pushed numerous times. I mean, they would make a shot and then Iona would run down the court and say, okay, you know what? Celebrate because while you're celebrating, we're going to make the game close again. They did that numerous times. Syracuse would hit a three. They would run down, get a layup. You know, they would just run down and get after it and never gave up on the game. And I think that that is a, a, a huge respect to Iona, their coaching staff, everybody. And, and I think it was a good test for Syracuse early. Into the final part of the show, the ingredients to success, proudly brought to you by Utica Pizza Company. And it's a Utica thing, which is Utica Pizza Company on wheels. And Utica Pizza Company, for those of you that haven't been there, you've deprived yourself of some of the best food I've ever had in my life. I'm not saying that because Utica Pizza Company and I work together. I'm saying that because I literally go there and I eat. And I love eating there. You know, it's a great place to take mom and dad. It's a great place to take your wife or your husband. It's a great place to take the kids. It's a great place to take grandma and grandpa. It's a great place to, to have a meeting, to hang out with your friends. There's really not a bad opportunity for you to go to Utica Pizza. There's really not. I mean, it, it fits everything. I've had business meetings there. I've had business events there. I had a charity event there for McMahon Ryan Child Advocacy Center to help raise money for abuse for helping abuse children. I've had dinner there with my wife. I've had dinner there with my parents. I've had, you know, lunch there with my friends. It's it's an amazing place to go out to. It's on 628 South Main Street in North Syracuse, New York, and I feel very honored to work with Utica Pizza Company and I thank them for not only working with me but giving me my own pizza, the Chicken Riggy Pizza. Chicken Riggies from Utica Pizza and their pizza, two of the best things they got mixed together to make a baby that is absolutely positively amazing. 
Go out and get yourself a full pie or get a couple slices of the Chicken Riggy Pizza at Utica Pizza Company. The awesome, awesome wake-up call number one pick is Chicken Riggy Pizza. And you can go get that at Utica Pizza Company on 628 South Main Street in North Syracuse, New York, right in the Mains Plaza across from Sweetheart Corners. I want to show a lot of love for everybody that's ordered because of Wake Up Call, that has gone there because of Wake Up Call, that's gotten takeout because of Wake Up Call, catering because of Wake Up Call. Big shout out to you. And to the Delta Airlines family who has, you know, seen that I'm working with Utica Pizza Company and I fly all the time, so I get to see these people all the time. The fact that Delta gives so much back to Utica Pizza Company, I've never publicly said this, but thank you to Delta for supporting a local business that I truly love to work with. So a big shout out to the Delta family who orders from Utica Pizza, and this is not a joke, multiple times a day sometimes. So thank you to Delta for that, and God bless you for that. Big ups to Utica Pizza Company. In this segment, their signature segment, Ingredients to Success, just as Phil Russo puts those ingredients inside of his sauce and inside of his many different dishes that he has at Utica Pizza Company that came from his grandmother to his mom, down to him just as he puts those ingredients in and every single one of them counts so do the ingredients to success of what we discuss each week the ingredients to success i got two different ones the first one has to do with syracuse mark dolajog and barama sidibe one of their ingredients to success is muffles yeah earmuffs right don't listen because barama and marek they don't know anything other than going after the ball and that's all they do They know that they have to chase the ball down. They know that this game is important to them, and they know that they want to get after it. They could care less about what people think about their size, their body, this, that, and the other. They have cared less up to this point. They have to continue to care less. Marek Dolezal, Barama Sidibe have done an amazing job at being tenacious with the ball, getting after rebounds, desiring the ball at all times, and so Marek Dolezal and Barama Sidibe, an ingredient to Syracuse's success is to keep these players scrappy because it's something Syracuse has been missing for a while. Matthew Moyer, ingredients to success is to find a shot. Beheim said he's still trying to search for it. He's still trying to get there. He had five rebounds, but he didn't. He had five rebounds and no points in 18 minutes. He's still looking for his shot. I know he was frustrated yesterday. I understand. He wears his emotions on his sleeve. I can respect that. But keep your head up, Matthew Moyer, because your rebounding has been very helpful to Syracuse and huge for Syracuse. So find your shot. Just look for yourself. Look for those opportunities and don't be afraid to take them. And for a guy who gets after those rebounds so much, just stay under the basket and put that ball up. I know he's frustrated. I knew he was upset last night in the locker room. But Matthew Moyer has done a good job at rebounding for Syracuse and every single rebound counts. So build off of your success. Don't look at any failure or anything like that. Build off the success of rebounding and know that your points will come because Matthew Moyer has something to offer this team, and I hope to goodness he knows it. Pascal Chukwu, do your thing, brother. How about this? Ten rebounds in the game, four offensively, six defensively, and five points in the game. Pascal Chukwu had two early dunks after being quiet offensively in exhibition play and going into the first game of the season. Pascal Chukwu, ingredients to success, continue to get after your shot inside, but Syracuse, this is twofold, you have to feed him. And I spoke with Barama, and you heard that a little bit earlier in today's show. I said to Barama that there's this emphasis on you got to get the ball inside. And he said the coaches were saying that in practice. They were telling the guys to get the ball into us 
and to let us play. They were telling they the coaching staff was saying, get the ball inside, get it to Pascal, get it to Barama. That's a huge play for Syracuse this season because I think that they have talent underneath that can help provide some assistance. This doesn't have to be a team that lives and dies by the three, so hopefully they won't decide to do so. O'Shea Brissett, continue doing you. The guy has double-digit points in his first two games in college, and he's done a good job with that. And offensively and defensively, it'd be nice to see him get after some more rebounds, and that would be an ingredient to success, but his 12 points cannot go unnoticed. As far as Frank Howard, you know what the ingredient to success is for him. Limit the turnovers. His shot's gotten better. He's scoring more points. He's significant in in the scoring game for Syracuse, more so this year than he's ever been. I know it's two games in, but it is more significant than he's ever been because in exhibition play, he was significant as well. So it's just limiting those turnovers. And Tyus Battle, man, what's an ingredient to success? When the team needs somebody to lean on, darn it if it isn't him. You know it is. So just continue to take that pressure in stride and appreciate the fact that the team trusts in you. Don't look at it as a huge stressful situation. Use it as an opportunity to showcase how important this team is to you and how important you are to them. And he did exactly that in yesterday's game. The other ingredients to success outside of Syracuse basketball has to do with my meeting of Bob Costas. Never, ever, 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 ever think that God doesn't have your back and that God isn't listening. That is an ingredient to success. Never, ever wake up in the morning, go throughout your day, go to sleep at night, none of the times of the day ever, even when you're sleeping, never think that God isn't preparing something awesome for you right around the corner. Have the faith and the respect to know that it's there and fight your darndest to get there. And when you get that opportunity and it's in front of you, you take that opportunity because the thought of not taking it will haunt you for the rest of your life. But the opportunity that you take with it, no matter what happens, you can be proud of yourself that you stood up, you did it, and I'm proud of you for it. God bless you. Thank you so much to Bob Costas for the time yesterday which is one of the greatest conversations I feel privileged to ever have had in my life because I had it with somebody that I greatly respect. Thank you so much for that. Have a great day, folks. Wake Up Call with Dan Satora is live with you, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time tomorrow morning, Thursday, November 16th. So much coming up. The American Athletic Conference as they get closer and closer to the AAC Championship game. There's a lot to discuss. You're going to hear from a ton of the coaches tomorrow, and there's so much more coming up on tomorrow's broadcast. It's going to be jam-packed. Uh, Papa Joe's Picks for College Football is on at 10 a.m. and at 10.50 a.m. Eastern Time, as we always do on Thursday's show. Through the Looking Glass, brought to you by Looking Glass Events. It is your event planning place, and it is a deeper look at a trending topic. You can call them for your event today, or just to get information, 315-702-4653. A great thing to call today to Looking Glass Events about is wine tours. Because how beautiful is the fall in Syracuse and upstate New York? So call right now and book a wine tour. Just hang out with your buddies, hang out with the girls, bring your wife, husband, whatever it may be, mom, dad. Just go out and have a nice little wine tour. This is the perfect time to discover central and upstate New York. And you can do that by calling 315-702-4653 to one of the nicest, most hardworking people I know. Kara Wasserbach of Looking Glass Events. 
In the meantime, have a great day. God bless you. There's two huge events coming up before we're at Lee's and Staggerwald on Saturday. Tonight, we are in Camillus, New York on 3680 Milton Avenue at the Wildcat Sports Pub for a very special engagement live show with four different players of the West Genesee Wildcats boys varsity basketball team. We're going to be with them as well as the head coach. So you can come out and see Fred Kent, the head coach of West Jenny boys varsity basketball team as well. I mean, I'm so excited about this. I cannot be more excited about this event and what's coming up. Not only will you see my one-on-one conversation with Fred Kent, but you will also have an opportunity to see me with four different players on the team that are all here. And it's going to be a great broadcast, going to be a great time. I want to uh, announce for those of you that didn't see it, I want to give you the announcement on the West Genesee players at the Wildcat Sports Pub that will be there with me. I will be joined by Will Amica, Drew Kiefer, Liam Barry, and Luke Sutherland. They will all be with me. It is an event for the community. West Genesee basketball takes center stage tonight in a live broadcast of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on-site at the Wildcat Sports Pub, 3680 Milton Avenue in Camillus, New York, from 6 to 8 p.m. tonight, Wednesday, November 15th. I'll see you there. And Muddy Waters, circle it on your calendar every Thursday. Game show night. It is a spin. It's not trivia. It's something totally different. I created it because I wanted originality. I wanted to do something that was unique and different. That's what I've always prided myself on in my life as a broadcaster and in general. So we are doing something unique, different, catchy, and fun. We are bringing... Pictionary and Family Feud together to create Game Show Night every Thursday night at 7 p.m. in Baldwinsville at Muddy Waters, right on the waters of the Seneca River on 2 Oswego Street in Baldwinsville, New York, every Thursday night at 7 p.m., including next Thursday, or pardon me, this coming Thursday, November 16th, so tomorrow, for those of you listening live, November 16th at 7 p.m. We will see you there. Roll some dang tide and... (laughs) So, roll tide, roll tide, roll tide. You got to give it up to Cam Robinson. Since 2009, we've been running college football. Darn it if that isn't the statement of the week. We will be back tomorrow morning. I'll see you tonight at the Wildcat Sports Pub. And God bless you all the way through. Have a great day. And follow on Twitter at CallDT, on Instagram at WakeUpCall underscore DT, and on Facebook at WakeUpCallDT. God bless you. And have a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal day. I will talk with you soon. I hope I see you tonight with the West Genesee Wildcats. And until then, be good, be well, and make sure that not only do you do good for others, but be good to yourself.